Three, two, one. And welcome to the 38th episode of the ESU podcast. Joining me, as always, is Olibo. And today we're featuring a very special guest who recently made the official ESO stream team at last. Right? Long time coming. Uh, Jimmy JJ Shabadu, or as I like to call him, Jimmy JJ Shabadu with the doop So yeah. Uh, yeah, feel free to introduce yourself and uh, for anyone who, do, who doesn't know you. Well, hello. I'm uh, Jimmy JJ Shabadu. I play a lot of Elder Scrolls Online. I have been playing since launch. In fact, before then, uh, even on beta. And have been enjoying the game uh, throughout uh, with uh, very few breaks in between. Been uh, mostly playing uh, Nightblade. However, I've also uh, branched out and played a whole bunch of different classes to the point where I've kind of played what I feel like at any given time and uh, just try to uh, learn as much as I can about the game. Have you been playing uh, Arcanist recently, this week? Oh, yes. Very much. How are you finding it? Uh, I'm finding it very entertaining and very uh, fun to engage with, uh, especially the uh, the aiming of the various skills. It's, uh, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I, I feel like um, the beam, it feels like, you know when you go to the bathroom and like you're, you're peeing against the side of the toilet trying to like clean it off? It, it feels like using, you know? <laughs> I think that's why it's so satisfying. I, I there you know. go. <laughs> I see that there's a lot of collectibles in your background. I see the assembly oh, yes. thing. I think that's a DC banner. Are you in a, in a um, Blackwood thing? I think. Uh, yes, I got a few uh, from uh, various ports of the game. Uh, I've got uh, the uh, Blackwood, uh, <laughs> the uh, Blackwood lithograph uh, overlaying a uh, Tiltify banner, actually, and then an AD banner off to the right. Uh, so. A lot of, lot of uh, different things. Uh, I tend to play more AD when I do PvP, but okay. uh, when it comes to PvP in general, I'm more uh, uh, just free agent, as you like to say. Okay. And do you have an EP banner? Out of curiosity? Uh, not here. What? <laughs> all these, all these, <laughs> like, crestfallen. Sorry, friend. I know. Well, with my Arcanist, I had to make it yellow to try and get that stupid achievement. Oh, yes. And... Yeah, I, f I feel like just being a yellow, I feel like I die more easily. I don't know what it is. Well, it's because we're all Khajiits that, uh, that hide in stealth and, you know. Yeah, they're all bananas, squishy. so they're all squishy. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. Uh, like, I see AD players, and throughout, like, the years I've played this game, it's usually just AD players, but they crouch right in front of you. You know what I mean? I'm just like, mm. I just saw you crouch in front of me. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> It's every time it's an AD player. I don't get it. Is there something going on in the AD zone chat? Like, you know? I think maybe they don't understand how stealth works, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. And they're all like Razandar role players, aren't they? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's one of the coolest Khajiits. Yeah. Have you been playing your Arcanist in, in PvP as well? Have you found a build or role that works for you? I haven't been playing much in PvP yet. I've been mostly doing PvP uh, stuff. Um, PvP right now, I'm just kind of focusing more on just my main uh, tune because he's very close to Grand Overlord, so been mo mostly focusing on him. Hmm. I guess, take like, how did you start streaming? Because you didn't mention that before. Let's see here. Well, like um, 
ESO, at least, or just stre- just streaming in general. I'm kind of curious. Whenever we have streamers on, I'm just like, well, how do you start? It's always different. Uh, most, yeah, mostly it would start it off as just a, a lark. I started off uh, just kind of uh, watching Twitch in general and kind of getting into the uh, speed running aspects of, like, say, SMB and whatnot. So I would watch a lot of that, but I really wouldn't participate. And then uh, I noticed through the uh, ESO beta, they were uh, recommending during the second one that, uh, hey, feel free to stream it if you like. So uh, I kind of looked into uh, building a uh, just basically a profile on live streaming. And that kind of leads into my uh, my silly name here. Uh, <laughs> this is like mm-hmm. I need a name for uh, for uh, Twitch. And you know, back then I kind of put my different names on different accounts to kind of, you know, just make make it harder to, for people to, to hack accounts and whatnot so it's like well i need a name it's like well what's the worst name i've ever heard and then what popped in my head next was like uh, <laughs> the uh the old joke from the simpsons where homer goes into the bar and talks to mo the bartender about some marital problems he's having it's like i've got this friend his name is joey jojo jr shabadoo <laughs> and then mo just uh like slaps back at him saying that's the worst name i've ever heard and then Somebody from the bar gets up and starts running out, bawling, and uh, the uh, Barney calls out after him, Hey, Joey Jojo, come back. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I took that and my name and kind of meshed the two, so I got Jimmy J.J. Shabadoo from that. Okay. So why I uh, began streaming was mostly just, that was kind of a on-the-lark kind of thing. Excuse me. Excuse me, had a wrong... Is there something that's important? Quite a, yeah, that's a long <clears> time. <throat> it's almost yeah. almost 10 years then you've probably been streaming. Yeah, and I took a long break between that. So after that, it was just like, well, that was interesting and whatnot. And kind of just took a long break from there until roughly, I want to say it was around the Thieves Guild era where my guild was uh, pushing for um, uh, the hard mode in Vent Mobler Kaj. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to get some ideas uh, like where we could improve. So... We, a few of us would uh, either live stream or record our sessions so that we could play back later and see maybe you know where we could improve while we were while we were dying. Uh, it was a pretty difficult trial back then. So mm, yeah. Um, and like I remember the first night I came back to it, I was on starting my night uh, basically on a sorcerer. It was the first time I had played Sork. Uh, we're trying to do an all mag uh, build. Um, uh, uh, just basically uh, groups so that way we could uh, handle backroom a bit more effectively. And somebody just uh, blurred out in chat, you know, you really suck at playing Sork. And it's like, I realized that. This is my first day. It's my first day. Literally my first day. I just got... (laughs) So uh, after that, I understandably took a much longer break from uh, from streaming. (laughs) And then kind of got encouraged to to take it back up after... uh, Meeting and uh, interacting with Ninja Six One Four, who uh, uh, I think it was about the time when we were starting to do uh, community night dungeon nights, uh, where we would do uh, dungeon runs with uh, folks. It was him, myself, and um, at the time it was uh, uh, one other. <laughs> we were trying to figure out, okay, well, how could we uh, make this more entertaining? Well, like maybe multiple uh, points of view, so each of us would like stream our runs, and that's kind of how I uh, I slowly got back into streaming is uh, through just doing like one night of Friday, every other Friday night. And it uh, grew into what, five days now. So, <laughs> so it took about five years to get there though. Mm. Cranky, wow. And what, what do you do on the, do you do trials every night or do you do 
I, I assume you mixed things up a bit. Mixed it up a little bit. So uh, usually Friday nights we'll be doing uh, dungeons. Uh, more recently I've been doing uh, trials on Thursday nights with uh, Maddie's group whenever they need a, a fill. Mm-hmm. Saturday nights, I kind of uh, mix it up between PvP, trials, and then just kind of a hodgepodge of uh, community interaction. I always like to try to bring people into trials and dungeons and kind of show them the ropes. So that's mostly my uh, my Saturdays and then Sundays and Mondays are more the focused face, kind of like, okay, let's prog uh, four-player dungeons and try to uh, get their trifectas and whatnot. We got all of them as of... Uh, few months back so we ended up swapping into oh. doing a uh, uh unchained prog in uh uh what do you call it uh black rose prison and we uh we knocked that out uh, in a couple months too including the really really difficult achievement oh, of uh thrilling trifecta one yeah that one <laughs> just way tougher than getting actual unchained it's crazy it it is crazy hard <laughs> yeah they, I feel like they kind of did that with um, Dreadcell Reef as well. There's an mm. achievement for Swashbuckler where you need to keep all those mages alive on the last boss. Mm. <laughs> it's mad. It, it takes longer to prog that than in than hard mode, for sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I think next week we might be starting a uh, Dreadcell prog, so I'm not sure if we're going to go directly for uh, for Swashbuckler, but I think we're probably going to start with the hard mode and see where we uh, where we land. Yeah. Have you tried the new trial yet? Because I, I feel like that might be a little bit easier than Swashbuckler, apparently, from the people that have done the hard modes of both. I've gone in there maybe three times total so um mostly on bets uh actually a few times before that on uh on normal as well but yeah i haven't really been pushing for achievements there yet but looking forward to it yeah yeah it's so crazy that two groups got the trifecta on day one they must have played Mm -hmm. an awful lot on the pts imagine yeah (laughs) it takes a lot of practice we had a day one trifecta for a vk you remember yeah and then pathfinders my guild we uh we got it. Got the first one on the EU two weeks later because we're mm-hmm. casual like that. <laughs> yeah, there's only yeah, basically it. Do you have a preference for any role, Jimmy? Out of curiosity, generally damage dealer. Although I find myself sometimes uh, that's my weakest <laughs> compared to some of the other people. <laughs> uh, I I just have to uh, just take it back when I watch uh, other people who can parse like just insanely amounts and like me I'm just here with my almost uh, arthritic hands just trying to keep up and it's like all right <laughs> I did I pulled 12 percent I'm I'm doing my my do, do, do minimum and it's like I haven't but then uh, I see somebody's like parsing way above me and it's like oh man I uh, I envy you and I can't wait to uh, learn what your secrets are <laughs> but yeah um <laughs> yeah, uh, tank would probably be uh, one of the roles that I, I play a lot of. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, consensually, sometimes uh, I get bullied into it, but I'll do it. <laughs> and I don't get asked to play a lot of healers, so I'm a little bit weak on the healer side, but I do play healer from time to time. Yeah. Now, I have a suspicion that most DDs could probably play healer because it's quite similar. It's, it's like the same sort of rhythm. It's just... Uh, mm-hmm. Very slightly different role. I mean, do you find yourself having to wear the support sets if you're if you're not like the strongest DD? I feel like that uh, happens to me quite a few times. On occasion, uh, it really depends. Like during our Sunspire Prague, I think we just ended up doing uh, uh, we did a mostly heavy attack sork uh, run just to see uh, how it would work out. 
worked out really well, surprisingly. Um, the funniest part is that everybody, all the DDs were running... Uh, fight it was just uh kind of funny and fun but yeah I, i'll uh i'll definitely wear the support sets whenever uh whenever asked for sure yeah sorry i think i had a little hiccup on my end oh. yeah i think you froze Nefis. yeah yeah, yeah there's oh, no. a little hiccup it's, it's, it's okay it's okay <laughs> got the rest of it um but yeah so do you have any like because I've been seeing a lot of turbulency, I, I, I'm sure you have as well, in the streaming space, especially with Twitch and all that. Mm -hmm. I guess, kind of want to pick your brain on this, do you have any advice for streamers or upcoming streamers? Don't give up your day job. That's <laughs> 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 yeah. kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, yeah myself included, I, I still work a, a 9 to 5 as a software engineer. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's my primary time-consuming thing, but I... I also find myself at a point where it's like I really like to do more but there's just not enough hours in the day so if uh, if I go one route I'm probably going to end up uh, hurting out on another route so <laughs> I'll have to make a decision at some point but uh, seriously though I think that if you're looking to do it as a hobby to get going uh, definitely uh, do that start off small uh, build things up uh, incrementally and just uh, try to make sure that you're uh, you're serving your audience over you're serving yourself in terms of uh, making sure that they're having fun, enjoying it, and uh, always take feedback, uh, with, uh, especially with a grain of salt, because uh, you got to have a thick skin when it comes to uh, getting feedback, especially of the unhelpful variety. It's like sometimes it's helpful to take that charged negative feedback and see if you can pull all that charged um rhetoric out of it and see if there's like a grain of something you can use uh, in terms of like helping to improve yourself but don't like dwell on the uh on the negative for sure make sure you're all you're adhering to uh to basically uh helping out folks where you can and uh, i think you can go far yeah yeah it, it does seem like it's getting more and more difficult to make a living from twitch i mean I, i'm with you i, I wouldn't I don't think I would do it as a full-time thing, not, not unless you felt sort of really secure in how much you were making from it. For um, sure, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I think Twitch is definitely going to the toilet. <laughs> that's, my, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I feel like you need to like diversify, really. Um, yeah. You know, making YouTube videos, having a website, all that kind of stuff to, to supplement twitch income i don't think you can really make a living just from twitch and even if you do like 50 percent of your cut goes to <laughs> goes to yep. twitch which is just such a big kick in the face because mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. um uh -huh. so on that note in terms of like diversifying content um because you've mentioned you kind of started out streaming due to the VMOD progression to also show, I guess, and in a way, teach in some mm -hmm. ways, right? Um, yes. You, have you dabbled in build videos or anything like that? Or websites? Or? One, some place where I'd like to go eventually, uh, again, time is really of the essence. And Yeah, uh, I mean, 9 to 5, mm -hmm. software yeah. engineer. Yeah, my... Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, the 9 to 5 usually turns into, like, 9 to 9 and then some, because... <laughs> When it comes to like either a release or uh, something breaking, it's like okay, you're uh, you're basically on the clock twenty four until you can get things working, and it's uh, mm -hmm. 
it can be stressful at times for sure, especially uh, on on-call weekends where it's like you never know if you're going to get a call. You might get no calls. You might get a call every hour. And uh, it's like, oh, you get, do you, uh, how do you keep that energy up when you're doing the call every hour versus like getting woken up in the middle of the night to try to solve a problem? It's like I love learning new stuff for sure, but I don't like learning it at three in the morning after I got up from <laughs> this baby. basically an hour and a half of sleep. Yeah. Stuff's tough. Yeah, definitely. I've got. Definitely wish there were more hours in the day. It's, it's exhausting. It takes a mental toll on you, especially like presenting and stuff. Yes. Um, it's not as simple as. I mean, some people think you're just sort of sitting down playing video games, but it is. It's draining, definitely. For sure. It's, you, you've got Having the. That sort uh... of public persona kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different experience for sure because you got the stream of input coming from chat. You may have some side conversations with somebody else while you're working something out. You might be looking something up at the side because you can't remember it. Or like last night, I just ended up in this weird sense of like brain fog where it's like, okay, I, I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to say and I can't say it. So I'm just <laughs> going to try to dance around the subject until I can nail it and then finally nail it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could also, like, I know what a lot of people do, which Nefos does as well, is you can clip parts of your Twitch streams and then upload it straight to YouTube and just stick a, mm. you know, uh, I want to say header and footer, that's not what I mean, intro and outro on it, um, and then slowly sort of build up a, a YouTube following from there. Yeah, I think I might try something like that in the future for sure. What was your, I guess, journey to ESO stream team? If you don't mind well, me let's asking. see. Because I know, oh, um, I mean, you definitely, you, it's been so long, because I, I feel like you definitely deserve to be on the stream for, for a while. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm kind of curious. It was definitely one of, uh, you know, try and get it, try to get uh, at least a uh, <laughs> a feel or following for where, where I am in the community. And oftentimes, I, I mean, I still feel like somehow compared to like what everybody else is doing, uh, I do. Is Discord just and oh, there we go. sorry? My, oh, th my thing cut out. My thing cut out again. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, right. This was scuffed thing. <laughs> I think it was yeah. It's compared to the rest of the community, I feel dot dot dot. Right. Right. Okay. Um, you hear me all right now? Yeah. There mm -hmm. we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's try this over again. So yeah, I feel like compared to the rest of the community, uh, especially the community at large that does content, like I, I produce relatively uh, little, although I stream uh, an awful lot of hours. Uh, but from like my pers my um, my journey started off roughly as uh, you know just me kind of contributing uh, where I could, uh, uh, and then just uh, being given the earworm from uh, some from several people, including Ninja and Madigan and a few others. Like you know, you really should you know try it out. Yeah. You know, Go try out for the stream team. Just uh, put your put your name in the hat and see what happens. It's like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. And that was roughly uh, the first time I put in for it was like three uh, three years ago. And it's like, well, this will never happen. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but I'll I'll uh, I'll at least give it a go and uh, I'll, I'll take whatever feedback I can get from that and try to work with it. So, and then I would put in for it again. And oftentimes, you know, every time I put in for it, I would find out like later on when they announced it, like, well, I guess I just you know I didn't get it. So I'll keep you know, tooling around, seeing what I can do uh, to help out. But 
never really ended up being like the end goal for anything. It was just more along the lines of I'd like to try out because I'd like to be able to bring more of an audience to what mm -hmm. I'm doing. And I'd also like to help where I can in terms of like uh, bringing uh, the community together, helping out with uh, fundraising for various projects and uh, just kind of, you know, do what I'm what I'm doing now, which is just uh, just moving forward with what I can and, and building incrementally. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think this is where I, I first came across you as well was um, fundraising. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you fundraise for St. Jude and with streamers for charity as well. I think you were you must have joined around. Well, it's kind of when it started, really, which must have been about three years ago, four years ago. Just about then, yeah. I think at the time uh, it was uh, Queen of Stars who was uh, doing the organization, and I mm -hmm. think we were doing, uh, I know we were doing like uh, Feed the Children and things like that yeah, for yeah. Uh, COVID relief and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it was, and that's uh, also part of the uh, the journey there is just coming in to streaming at a time when, you know, we were just basically getting locked down. We didn't have a lot mm -hmm. of uh, social interaction, and that's kind of when I started like growing my stream was more. I felt like I had no social interaction. I mean, I'd be interacting with people from work, but, you know, it's like <laughs> all they really <laughs> want to do is like, they'll send you news. I am saying, hey, you know, here's your assignment for the week. Uh, get it done. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> human human social contact. Uh, but yeah, the uh, strange how I, I grew into the uh, the streaming realm, but that was kind of like uh, my outlet at the time, really, for social interaction and um, uh, just uh, kind of blossomed from there. Yeah, I feel like we, yeah, we've had a lot of great streamers coming from that sort of that sort of time because he had the sort of perfect combination of everyone having lots of time, so streamers could could stream a lot, and there was an audience there literally just sitting at home waiting with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of like golden golden generation for a bit. Mm -hmm. I think we should have another global pandemic. And <laughs> what get some more i don't know i mean i, I don't i don't leave the house anyway i wouldn't even notice oh, well, another one. Oh. <laughs> i'm good i'm okay with the one and even not so much okay with the one <laughs> Just, yeah yeah <laughs> one's enough yeah. for me let's put it that way true <clears throat> yeah three years man uh i asked because there are uh of course you know people re being rejected this this time around as well I think also it was the first time that they sent back something about being rejected for this time around. For Did the first they? time, yeah. I, I didn't get anything. You didn't? Well, I don't know. That's what I heard around the grave. My, my application was lost in the mail. I'm sure. <clears throat> Fine. How many how, how many times have you tried? Out of curiosity. Me. This is second. Three? No, third. Uh, yeah, it took me. It's strange, but I mean, it looks like they have me on their Bethesda, have us on their Bethesda stream every year which is quite nice but then not allowed in the stream team not you know not that i mind because like like you say i it's not uh the be all and end all i don't make a living from twitch or anything so it doesn't affect my livelihood thank thank goodness yeah um but yeah it took me four or five times i think or something like that i think not sure somewhere around you applied there. four or five yeah yeah at least I don't know why the thing keeps bugging out. Lost the both of you now. I think there's something wrong with this word because it just keeps like pausing. <laughs> yeah, I lost both of you this time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on, but hopefully oh, it settles down. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, at I'll least four or five post. times. And also, uh, oh, I told. 
you know, I told Nelly this too because she also got in there, and I was like, you know, it, it's not the end game; it's like the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So don't just stop here; keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so what do you want to talk about today? We can talk about like Necrom. We can talk about Arcanist. Just any any issues in ESO you feel like? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I feel like there's. I mean, this happens sort of every big patch. A lot of old players start coming back, and I wonder whether uh, this time they're gonna like stick around. I feel well, like yeah. the people that came back for High Isle maybe stayed like two weeks. Mm -hmm. but this time mm -hmm. with you know new class, the trial is kind of at a level that it, it appeals to most people. I, People that can do Planesbreaker or Godslayer could probably get the trifecta in, in this one. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that more people might stay and the, the raiding community will get a bit healthy. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, on that one? On that topic? Mm. I would say, I'm going to be brutally honest here. I think Necrom had a lot, has and had a lot of potential as a expansion compared to especially high isle or blackwood right uh, it's a new class after all and it's been how many years four four years at least since the last mm -hmm. class came out yeah so yeah i think the arcanist is something people are uh enjoying and i think there's a lot of people still that are underplaying it as like weak or whatever but i don't know that's a different story uh i think diablo 4 launching in the same exact day oh yeah in a week as he is so definitely dampened uh necrom and this, this is me talking about from like a content creator perspective in terms of like mm. numbers and metrics so i think mm -hmm. there's no way ESO can compete with diablo 4 you know you, you have to accept that ollie i can see the see the disgust in your eyes yeah. as you think about i never it. <laughs> i never played one two or three what so you've never played diablo I I played uh, I played Torchlight, which is like the same. No, it's not the same. Get the heck out of here, bro. Anyway. I played Baldur's Gate. That's kind of the same. Uh, Bothered. I had Baldur's Gate 1 on five discs. Okay. You still have Baldur's Gate 3 then? Uh, yeah, when when they actually release it. I don't really want to play uh, this year. half finish. Is it, have they actually released it? They, they're actually releasing it. No, but have they released it now? No, but they are releasing. It. Well, okay, I'll play. I'll play it when they when it's finished. But uh, as much as we all love ESO here, I don't like because I saw people talking about it in ESOU in the server the other day. There, someone got some guy was like trying to compare ESO and Diablo and saying, "Oh man, they're they're they're, they're competing." And I'm just thinking to myself, "You <laughs> dumb <laughs> idiot." I guess people can only There's play no one at a time. Well. But... How how can you compare ESO to Diablo, bro? You can't. It's insane. It's like comparing a gun to a stick. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, you can't compete. There's there's absolutely no way. The the, the value of uh, Diablo as an IP and in, in terms of their marketing, um, it's just incomparable. Like ESO is. Yeah. And then you have things like Zelda. I don't know if you guys played the recent one yet. Here's yeah. And then there's Final Fantasy 16 coming out. And we just watched Starfield Direct right before this podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, I think this was a, uh, not a good year for Necrom from that perspective, if that makes sense, you know? 
definitely a good year to play games. Let's put it that way. There's oh, yeah. a, a oh, yeah. lot of yeah, uh, yeah. new stuff coming out there for sure. But yeah, the uh, seems like the uh, the field is so wide. There's but there's also things that appeal to all different people. But yeah, but um, uh, yeah, Nick. Yeah, in response to all okay. these kind of thinking about old players coming back, I think mm. based on you know people I've talked to, they'll come back maybe maybe because some a lot of them are still after update thirty five last year, which was terrible <laughs> they're like still playing yeah. under games besides yeah, so they're playing like lost art they're playing wow they're playing uh, bdo or waiting for other mmos or you know they have, and uh i think some of them might come back this time around and some already have come back but with the new trial being of course and this is good this is a good thing a little easier than bdsr and brg you're not gonna mm -hmm. see a long-term retention so especially with Starfield and all, all, all these other games coming out. There's no way. So I just had this feeling that ESO is going to see a very sudden drop in activity when Starfield comes out. For sure. On every end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got, they've got the same sort of fan base, really, but I don't think people are going to play Starfield forever. I mean, It'll be like a couple a couple of months whilst they finish the main quest, and then um, they'll come back. So Todd Howard, in an interview, he said he wanted to make Starfield like Skyrim, a game that you could play for a decade. <laughs> I think most of that will come from <laughs> modding in the modding community. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I think I mean after that Starfield Direct, they have a lot. It looks like they have a lot at least. So I wager that's yeah. at least maybe half a year, at least for everything like content creation retention yeah yeah i mean i could see the uh the modding community taking off and running with it especially if they have a pretty open sandbox on the development side as well so it's just a matter of like what comes out and what people can come up with for sure are you gonna play starfield probably yeah how about you ollie <laughs> yeah i mean i've never really been that interested in Sci-fi, but I mean, I always enjoyed Bethesda games. I never played uh, Fallout seventy something six. Seventy six. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure I'll, I'll give Starfield a go when it goes on sale. Or something. <laughs> but I, don't, I can't. I can't see myself stopping playing Elder Scrolls Online. Mm. Same. Yeah. Um, but I know there's periods where, like, you know, if I've done all the achievements and whatever, that I I play less CSO. Right. I, mean, I still log in like every day and just do a couple of things and then go and play something else or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know what effect that kind of gameplay has on on the Elder Scrolls online ecosystem. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, mm -hmm. I think yes, was definitely. Uh, I don't know. That's my opinion. I think this was gonna suffer a bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think I'll be even in this mode no, personally. Like, I'll log in maybe like for core if there's a still core at that point, you know. And, yeah, uh, I felt this has been happening for like four or five years, but I think it happens in every sort of MMO that the people that raid at that very top level they literally just come on for raids and they don't actually play the game other than that. So, there's sort of very few people that play the game and play all the aspects of the game, I think. Yeah, but I think, especially with things like Starfield or Diablo, it, it's just not barely appealing to stay on ESO, you know, if you want to keep growing. 
that is. This is me. <laughs> I think it comes back to again diversification, as you mentioned earlier, not right, only in yeah. content but all oh, in in content and in uh, in form. Yeah. 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 Maybe like. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was going to say like Starfield is probably like a good transition because so we've got this sort of similar fan base, um, both being uh, Bethesda games. Um, you know, that might be a sort of good opportunity to start sort of branching out if if we were feeling like ESO was like suffering a little. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like thinking out loud about what, what I'm going to do with ESO. Maybe just some build videos, website work um and that's really it oh yeah <laughs> like, you're gonna turn into our review never, never see him play the game Maybe. <laughs> not at that level yet with our websites so yeah uh God, i kind of want to vent about twitch because we we're talking about content creation and being a twitch streamer and the, this journey to use a stream team i don't know how what that's going to be look like but yeah yeah, the uh, the eruption after uh, their changes to the brand policy as well as to the uh, uh, ULA. Just kind of like, okay, where did this come from? <laughs> Some of us probably saw it before others, but it just seemed like it came way out of left field and almost felt like maybe they channeled a bit of Wizard of the Coast energy when it came to their, uh, oh, their yeah. cracking down on content creators. Yeah, IP protection. What yeah. Do you feel like that's something that's going to affect you a lot, Jimmy? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, from my perspective, I haven't done a lot of branded uh, streams. I mean, my first one was basically this past week with uh, with Necrom. Mm -hmm. So it's like, imagine me. It's like, oh, hey, this is uh, you know, uh, <laughs> first time I ever got a chance to really uh, do such a thing, and uh, you know, had a uh, you know the lower third uh, icon, and then I see in their uh, their updated branded document, it's like, oh, you can't use uh, these kind of lower third uh, <laughs> icons anymore. It's like. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm pretty sure this wasn't here last week, so I'm pretty sure I uh, I negotiated in good faith. But at the same time, it's like, wow, this can turn on a dime, and you know, you're really kind of beholden to the uh, to the platform in terms of like what you're allowed to do, and you know, that can change with on a whim. It seems so. That's that's very disconcerting. Yeah, I've, well, another thing I don't know whether you guys use it is um, Twitch Soundtrack is closing next month, which is. Mm very annoying because i liked that it could uh sort of display the music that's playing without having to put it into your ui like it would just mm. have it there um so yeah i don't know i mean twitch's priorities they're, they're very strange people i feel like <sighs> twitch is quite volatile i feel a bit a lot like twitter at the moment mm. um the company's sort of direction is confusing frustrating doesn't help the people that are trying to make a living from it. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's just been like this rash of uh, companies really trying to make a quick buck off of like changes to uh, to terms. Like, I mean, we had uh, Twitter with uh, the closing of their APIs and all whatnot. Uh, Twitch recently with their content uh, 360, and then I think just most recently Reddit was also announcing that they're trying to close their off their API or at least make it uh, pay for uh, pay for. Oh yes, like, yeah, 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 Reddit, yeah. yeah. Wanted to stop third-party apps from from doing Reddit, and then, yeah. yeah, the license for it was billions of dollars or something. Just wild. Hmm. 
Yeah. I found Reddit to be really wild because I thought at one point they were fairly profitable, but I guess it's because they're IPO. They might be pushing for for more uh, for more evaluation. I don't know, but yeah. I forgot to ask this earlier, but like, what exactly entails being a software engineer? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> it's a very uh, very iterative uh, development process. We, uh, in, I work in financial software, so oftentimes it'll start off with like uh, it, we have like a three week sprint where we'll uh, start working on uh, code for the uh, the stuff we researched the sprint prior. Uh, give that to QA and then start researching ahead for uh, the next uh, next part of our iteration, which will be like uh, maybe we might add uh, certain fields to our uh, database or we might end up doing uh, like a more uh, holistic uh, change to a particular program or particular feature. So oftentimes it, uh, it's a combination of like research, software uh, writing, uh, documentation, uh, un uh, unit and automation testing, and just kind of working down uh, that, that path in an iterative way. So um, if we ever find a problem, then that's about uh, trying to research like what are the inputs to that problem, how we can uh, mitigate it or work around it. So it, it's more research than software writing it feels at some points especially when it comes to like trying to figure out what a legacy system uh, is doing under the hood uh, hmm. especially one that's been around for years so uh and then also working on uh, newer stuff as well so it's uh, yeah i can't get too deep into into that rabbit hole but uh it's <laughs> I mean, yeah of course <laughs> yeah but uh it uh, i guess if anything coming into it like almost what 18 years ago now because gosh i've been in software engineering since uh, i almost graduated from college uh it just has taken such a, a strange turn because a lot of times uh you might come into a well before you would come into a shop and they would have like a waterfall approach where they try to do like all of the th coding testing and everything done in a in a very large block and then at the end you present something to the uh to the customer or to the customer representative and then they say no this is completely wrong do it over it's like Oh shit! <laughs> or, well, whereas um, in uh, like moving to more agile process, uh, there's more interaction with the customer early on, trying to get uh, dial in what the requirements are, trying to get some feedback on things that are like UI elements or uh, even uh, like business logic that might they might need. So it, it's a lot more uh, like quick iterative steps with small, uh, small changes or as small as you can get them. So that way people have time to review them, do their own work and, uh, and also present to the, uh, to the vendor or the, uh, the user uh, what, uh, what's changing and get more feedback and, and just kind of build up the process as we go. So sometimes it feels slow. Sometimes it feels really fast. It really depends on how, uh, how well we, uh, we know the product. So and how well we can uh, quickly adapt to it changes. Hmm. Have you found that um, AI has been making a big difference? Because, I mean, that's all the rage the last year or so. Um, I don't think it's hit my part of the industry yet, but it's definitely hitting uh, other industries uh, in different ways. Uh, since my particular industry, finance, uh, tends to want more, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, fully baked and uh, stable products, I think that maybe they're seeing it as an interesting thing to keep an eye on but haven't been leaning on it heavily other than just to see what it does and how we can leverage it in the future. Yeah. Do you think you're, do you think AI is more likely to replace you as a software maker or as a streamer? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I mean, AI there are streamers. AI streamers right now. No way. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds awful. <laughs> can I can I get like an AI hot tub waifu or something? I'm sure you could. You probably could. <laughs> so an AI Jesus streamer, you just you just like ask him to describe things. I don't know. This is interesting. Oh my god. Yeah, ask Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Could ask Jesus. Yeah, it's it's wild uh, the ways that uh, AI has pervaded and sometimes even convoluted things. Uh, I was just watching. Uh, I, I follow a uh, law streamer, uh, Legal Eagle, and they were going over like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, yeah the Shadon Mensch of uh, basically having uh, was it uh, they, they were feeling bad for the folks who uh, were basically getting uh, just sanctioned for their use of ChatGPT in trying to research a legal uh, legal thing and uh, not being able to do the basic legal stuff that they need to do in order to like prove that like a particular decision existed and so it's like my goodness it's like applying that to like software engineering where like depending on the uh, the place you're in whether or not you're like in medical or if you're financial you make a mistake you're <laughs> you're in big trouble you make a huge mistake uh, yeah you're <laughs> you're done so want to make sure that uh, when you're bringing something like that that has kind of been unproven or untested that you, you start small and don't go big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a tricky area. So, I mean, like in my day job, I do um, a lot of digital marketing and I, I do use chat GPT to sort of give me some ideas, but I don't think I would just copy paste something straight from chat GPT and put it out into the world. It's more a mm. sort of you need to work with AI rather than letting AI replace you. Exactly. Um, I th yeah, I think when we when we talk about AI replacing jobs, I think it's more like we should learn how to use AI. Yeah. Know? Like the, the the villager in his cart that delivers you know, iron ore to the blacksmith getting replaced by the guy with the truck. The, you know, the guy with the horse just needs to learn how to drive a truck rather than giving up, yeah. I think. <laughs> Learn to use the tool and uh, how it might augment your current processes and then mm -hmm. build from there. For sure. Yeah. Mm. I find it's very useful in writing tweets to a character limit, actually, because I, mm. I, I'm far too verbose for Twitter, I think. I was like, right, write me a tweet. <laughs> Try and summarize this in 300 characters or less. And that's a pretty novel uh, use, actually, considering I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Or you could just buy Twitter Blue, like Nephus, and just t tweet as much as you like. It's a lot of, I, I don't know if the character limit's worth it. I, I make I got I got really? mainly for the video upload. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, Twitter is going to become like I think in some parts a streaming platform. So yeah, that's could simulcast to Twitter, YouTube, Kick, whatever platform. When you're not streaming kick. on Twitch, yeah, you want to talk about kick? <laughs> oh, not not kik kick like the no no no, no 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 yeah, yeah yeah most people say kik but <laughs> kick as in like the action of kicking somebody. Yeah, kick. Oh oh, the one that looks exactly like Twitch. It but is it's yeah, different, it's, different it's, color. Yeah, it's essentially a Twitch clone. <laughs> and the funniest part is they claim that they're competing against Twitch, but in terms of I'm pretty sure they're they're uh, depending on AWS and Amazon servers, so technically they're paying Twitch to compete with Twitch. Right. 
The joys of cloud development. It's like yeah. eventually you're paying the piper, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. But yeah, that's a, that's that's another one. And then it's like I don't know. Um, there's like, there's like some other platforms people have told me about, but when I look into it, those platforms are uh, pretty shady, even shadier than Kick. Really? Yeah. TikTok Live. That's short form, that? which is uh, fine to simulcast to when you're streaming on Twitch, but yeah. I don't know how to set that up on a technical level. It's also in the wrong orientation. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's vertical. <laughs> God, so. Can you imagine having to stream Elder Scrolls online in vertical? <laughs> that would be awful. Uh, <laughs> it would be so bad. Yeah, that's an option uh. too, yeah. Yeah, but do you have any insights into, I guess, any any of this, like Twitch or whatever, as a software engineer, out of curiosity? Uh, Namely, outside of, like, uh, like in what perspective, I guess? Oh, I don't know, like why they're doing the things they are, or if they, if the implementations they're doing with their, with their, uh, I guess, features is good. Uh, I don't know, just anything, I guess, from a software perspective. Um, Generally, it would probably be driven by the higher ups more than anything, because yeah. uh, as like a in the um, in the trenches kind of software engineer, you're kind of beholden to the uh, customer or the manager in terms of what your next project's going to be. Mm. So uh, if uh, if you know Bezos says bark, you bark. You just tell it, point it, point <laughs> in a direction. <laughs> we'll start barking. But uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, the uh, the biggest things I think are you know what is it that you. Uh, your company feels their customer is and and delivering value to them that that is that's basically what your your objective is as a software engineer and uh that's the big question is uh what do they feel their customer really is is it so much the uh the viewer is it the uh the streamer is it some combination they're in or is it uh the uh the shareholders and oftentimes it's the shareholders that went out <laughs> I'm that's assuming, the thing i'm assuming you have a lot of personal experience <laughs> Or no? Eh, well, here and there. I mean, I, I can't really get into the de uh, the deep uh, yeah. ingredient of it for sure. But it's yeah. like uh, depending on uh, depending on the day, uh, it might be that you're uh, you're serving the shareholders in in the, in such a way that uh, you know you, you may have to take a personal uh, personal cut out, out of something in order to get something else done. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's like yeah, maybe you have a passion project you have to put behind, or uh, uh, maybe uh, you know the company isn't doing well, so they may have to uh, to, to you know. Cut back on on uh, on wages for a bit, but then you know turn around and buy something else. It's like oh neat. Yeah, I mean, I wonder whether <laughs> it's a case of sort of Twitch getting too big, and this is why we're getting other people competing, and Twitch being like the sort of um, having the monopoly on on streaming for so long that mm. they're getting a little bit greedy now, sort of seeing other people trying to chip away at it and offer something better for less i think they're probably taking like the wrong approach to like what uh a competition is usually when it comes to competition you you want to like try to, to to either uh create some sort of value or incentive that keeps people like engaged in your product and uh that's what you know your uh, your rivals are going to be doing to try to try to try to pick at you so it's a matter of like you know not just leaning on the namespace but also working on improving that and, and keeping that up and i think 
uh, Twitch has not really done a really good job of like serving their customers. Uh, customer service is like the number one thing. Making sure that the customer is happy is a big thing. And uh, that, that includes the streamers, that includes the, uh, the viewers, because, you know, a lot of folks are, are just getting frustrated about, like, being chipped away at by ad revenue requests that, that seem just completely in a, in an arbitrary. And I don't see a lot of that from the affiliate space, but I'm sure your, uh, the partners are, are just going crazy with all the changes lately. Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely just can't see what they're doing as being long-term good moving short-term good mm. yeah yeah it's very strange to to make uh that kind of a decision and then have to 360 on it because well they just had too much feed uh feedback but i'm not sure which channel was spoke louder to them was it us was it uh advertisers who knows i think it was themselves mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, oh did well, do you know what the changes were, Ollie? Um, well, I saw I saw the like the stuff they posted on Twitter about the the like, advertising, right? Was there was there more than that that just got sent to partners? Yeah, there's a lot more besides the ad guidelines. Oh. So the branded ad guidelines they tried to put out for July first, they've kind of reverted or whatever gotten rid of but basically it's like if you get a sponsorship and the sponsor asks you to put their logo or product placement on your stream it can't be more than three percent of your screen size how many pixels is that for 1080p it's like oh i it's like it. 57 by 58 or something no oh i I, I have it in the, i have a, vi I have a video of it <laughs> okay it but uh other than that there's also the fact that they're not allowing certain ads to be ran on like in certain formats, like in audio or in video ads, um, mm. which is a big deal because not while not every streamer runs in audio or in video ads, there are certain kinds of streamers that do podcasters have in audio ads. Um, some and their definition of in video ads or burnt in ads are a little weird, loose, vague. To the point where even like pop-up, a graphic pop-up could count as a burned-in video ad, technically. And then you have to think about like esports. You have to think about the companies or charity organizations and all that that need sponsors to, you know, run things. <laughs> and if you ever watch an esports stream, whether it's for League of Legends or whatever, uh, or Counter-Strike, you always see a video ad during their stream from like, I don't know, Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, or uh, Costco. And uh, so that counts as not being allowed. Because what Twitch is trying to do is they're like, whoa, there's, you're, you're running ads while you're streaming without us running the ads. You know how people always get interrupted by those Twitch ads? They're not oh, sub yeah, to the yeah. channel. They make money from that, but they don't make money from sponsors putting their stuff directly into the stream. So they want to be the middleman because they have this new system coming out to the uh, where they want to streamline sponsorships through their system, which means they get a cut as a middleman. So that was the ad guidelines, which made no sense. Mm -hmm. And there were also like ways to circumvent it by putting product placements behind you as a part of a background, like what Jimmy has. If he's advertising for the Daggerfall Covenant, you know, he can't, he can't, he can't put the Daggerfall Covenant logo uh, on his screen, uh, at least at more than 3% of the screen. 
but he can put the Daggerfall Covenant flag in the background of his like his camera. You found me out. Yeah. Uh, but it would be it'd be twenty five by twenty five pixels. So I looked it up again. A three percent logo ad on a ten eighty p stream is three hundred thirty two pixels by one eighty seven pixels. What? Yeah, it's really 3, small. That's three percent. It's really small. Um, I could, I could share. Uh, here, we'll, we'll put one on the on the VOD. We'll put a, we'll put our podcast logo that we don't have. Oh no, we do have. <laughs> yeah, I send you. We'll make uh, it. We'll make it tiny. Here, I send you a screenshot. I'll it's the top you. left one. All right, the top. Yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you too. So the top left one. Oh. Oh, I, I, oh, I what have you pressed? No, I, I, I didn't do anything. You broke it. Oh, I didn't do oh, anything. No. Oh no! Discord just flipped out on us. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Discord just. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I seen both of the screenshot. That's what it looks like. Yeah, you could probably maybe Straight. only make out about like eight characters, <laughs> ten characters, <laughs> if you're going to write something in that. Yeah. But that, Jesus. apart from that, that took most people's attention. But what people weren't paying attention to were the terms of service updates. So right. previously, if you, I guess, uh, what was it? That wasn't affiliate. You you want to, like, you went inactive or whatever, or you want to terminate your agreement. Uh, it's like twenty five dollars maintenance fee to delete your account. So they duck, they dock the twenty five dollars from your potential payout. And now this time they worded around to the point where both partners, affiliates, plus people who are not affiliate partnered also get affected by this. So if you want to terminate your agreement as a part Twitch partner or Twitch affiliate, yeah, you have you have to essentially pay five twenty-five dollars. <laughs> I mean a Twitch a Twitch really that tight for money that they need to do That's this? That's what I'm saying. This, is this just like mm -hmm. squeezing every last drop out of I mean, that's what people keep telling me that Twitch is always in the red with the streaming. Uh, I guess I don't I don't know how much bandwidth. I, I guess it, it must be tremendous amounts of bandwidth and server costs, right? But then at the same time, they're owned by Amazon? Question mark. You know, so it's like yeah, what's yeah. going on here? Um, yeah, it almost seems like they're doing kind of like the Hollywood approach to uh, to financiering, where they uh, they try to uh, lowball their talent by basically buying their own ad content from their their subsidiaries, as opposed to saying that they they in house the thing. Right, and yeah. uh, that termination thing, by the way, it's not up, uh, dependent upon you terminating it. It's also or them terminating it. <laughs> So, and why would they terminate it? Well, the conditions are really vague as well there. They want you to provide a consistent amount of uh, live streaming. What does consistent mean? They want you to engage with your audience. What does that mean by engaging with what? the audience? So what, what about Twitch channels like Bob uh, Bob Ross? You know, where he's just painting video mm -hmm. all day, you know? What about that? Oh, I'm sure people can like pay bits to like do something does that count as but yeah exactly they don't define mm, that yeah. they don't find any of that so they can terminate your agreement anytime they want for literally any reason and they charge you for it for 25 dollars. <laughs> that's wild <laughs> yeah the end game they're just basically going to close everybody's accounts and deduct 25 bucks from everybody that's pretty funny <sighs> Um, and then the last thing was, of course, the exclusivity clause for simulcasting. So they, they'll still allow you to 
simulcast to short form platforms like Instagram and TikTok while you're streaming to Twitch, but they will not allow simulcasting to any other platform like YouTube, Kick, uh, that what's what people keep bringing up Rumble or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Pornhub, whatever. You can't do that, right? So, did I have live streams? Okay. Now, that, that was a case for affiliates and partners, but now they've made it so it's everybody. So, people who got rid of their partnership or affiliateship essentially did uh, for no reason in the end because they wanted to simulcast on all platforms at the same time while streaming Twitch. Yeah, so even that, if you're not yeah. making money from Twitch, they still want exclusive. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's an exclusivity contract without payment. And is that really beneficial for them? I can't see what how they benefit from that. Uh, having less people stream, I guess, less cost, less bandwidth is being spent, mm, right? You know, less right. server stress, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense. Like, would you choose just one platform to stream on or multiple platforms to stream on at the same time? <laughs> doesn't make sense, yeah. I still feel see, like Twitch have a lot of the monopoly. I mean, especially in the Elder Scrolls space, I don't know if there's really any YouTube. Elder Scrolls streamers. I mean, you sure mean like, uh, like, like drops or whatever? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean that's a big thing like too. Yeah. yeah. I think drops in the stream team system are the only things keeping Twitch attractive at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you've got these brand deals, I think you're kind of stuck with what platform you're streaming on because you're at the, at the mercy of whoever's funding you. They tell you, you know, where to stream. It's, it's going to be very tricky moving. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's basically what's happening with Twitch. Jeez. <laughs> they have altered the deal. Pray they don't alter it any further. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I saw, I did see, um, didn't Skinny Cheeks do like a YouTube yeah, stream? Yeah, giveaway stream. Try it out. Okay. Yeah. But is YouTube streaming something? I mean, have you, have you guys tried other streaming platforms? Is it something that you'd be interested in, in trying? Because it's very difficult to sort of build up your audience again, I feel. Um, I'm going to try it this coming Monday. I'm going to try to simulcast to okay. YouTube and maybe Twitter. See what happens. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I have a feeling I'll probably get more viewers on YouTube. For some reason. More viewers on YouTube than Twitch. Well, I have more subscribers on YouTube than Twitch. Yeah, you do have the... You do have the, uh, the base there already, so... Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? You think you, you thought of streaming on other platforms, or...? I think right now I'd be probably streaming to crickets if I tried. So that's <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. Hmm. But yeah, I, say, I mean, Facebook gaming is sort of taking Facebook off. Again, I don't know if anyone <laughs> really. Is that I think people only only sort of watch that by accident while scrolling through. I don't think anyone actually tunes in to it. I don't know anyone who has done Facebook gaming. Recently, yeah. I almost forgot they were still around. So, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people playing um, like simulator games on there, um, or like arcade games. 
Um, it's a very strange audience. I don't know. It's all like kind of like ASMR content as well. I don't know. But I'm hang on. I'm pretty sure there's an Elder Scrolls online stream team member that's Facebook gaming exclusive. I think it's like a, a Russian person or something. Russian. I think so. Sure, on like the ESO stream team website, it says like what platforms everyone's on. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe this is like some kind of fever dream. Maybe we shall see. Yeah, I didn't. You know, we talked enough about Twitch. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. So do we need to get our uh, cover our chest? That's it's yeah. yeah. It is the elephant in the room. So. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, back to ESO. I think we were talking about ESO before that. People went up on tangent. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, the old players coming back. Okay, sure, we we covered that. You have any thoughts about ESO in general, Jimmy? Uh, well, I uh, definitely want to congratulate them on uh, what uh, feels like a very successful launch of Necrom. Uh, I had personally had very few issues with it and uh, those issues that I did have with it uh, didn't seem to be apparently game breaking so um, uh, the Arcanist is fun uh, I'm digging the new Eldritch horror themed uh, zone and uh, yeah. yeah just in just enjoying the uh, uh, the stuff I haven't delved into the story yet and I'm really looking forward to it I usually take about two or three weeks until after console gets their uh, hands on it so I don't like blatantly spoil anything it's like <laughs> it's like oops that's smart. Yeah, I'm thinking of maybe doing that in a couple of weeks as well, just because mm. spoilers. Console. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, you you are right. I think that Chrome launch, uh, chapter launched fairly smoothly. Yeah. Not I mean, there's that bug with the chapters. the some of the buffs not displaying after you port zone, but you yeah, know. but they actually yeah. worked right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the buff is still there. Just not showing yeah. the character screen. Just not showing on your character screen. Apparently, it also extends to add-ons too, because I was playing in Cyrodiil, and my buff tracker was telling, or my uh, add-on was telling me, "Hey, you put on your buff food." It's like, wait a second, I've yeah. got thirty-one k health. I normally yeah. have twenty-six <laughs> if I don't have health, food on. So I will, uh, I will not put on food. Mm. But yeah, uh, you know, minor things though, I guess, all things considered. But yeah, I mean, they definitely got better at releases because I mean. For like three or four years ago, you know, the server would come online and then three hours later it would be down again for another 10 hours. So very much relieved that they're a yeah. lot smoother nowadays. Indeed. Hmm. Yeah, their, their focus on quality uh, definitely is showing. Uh, it, it might just, uh, We might still pick out the, the small threads for sure and those are always going to be there, but yeah. yeah. That's kind of the nature of software engineering these days. It's like you uh, you try to get out as uh, as good a quality of product as you can, and then iron out the the, the rough bits as we go. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say you you always notice the the one tiny thing that's wrong rather than the hundred things that they've done right. Exactly, um, especially if we're entrenched in the game like we have been for you know years. Yeah. Um. Isn't there like a quality of life? It wasn't that part of their like yearly release schedule now. Quality. Yeah, of I think that's next patch, I believe. What do you What do you think will be in that? Do you, you know, have you got any thoughts of what that could entail? 
I'm definitely hoping that they'll uh, swing around to some of these long-standing issues uh, with uh, uh, the game. Uh, uh, ones that hit me kind of the other night uh, had been a, uh, a weird... What was I trying to, <laughs> to remember now? My, uh, my brain fog's kicking in again. But... <laughs> Jeez. Only I had more notes. Uh... <laughs> Jeez. Uh, let's see here. Let me try again. So... Um... As far as uh, I mean, what we know is coming out. We we definitely know about the uh, the uh, crafting uh, table updates. So that'll be oh, pretty yes. uh, pretty nice relief for those who have uh, massive table stores in their houses. Uh, I'd still like to hear a bit more about how that's going to come out and how that's going to be uh, sourced for sure. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll get that information in time, no doubt. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still a little clueless as to like what additional things they might be uh, planning in terms of like uh, potential revisions to existing systems. Um, uh, it, yeah, uh, I just hope that they they do focus on some of the bugs that are still outstanding. I, I want to commend their work in uh, uh, at least in the lore library space so far. I mean, they they did take a good pass this patch pa- pass patch with. Um, Cleaning up a lot of the issues that were uh, snagging us there. I think there's still a few more outstanding. Uh, I, I follow a uh, thread on the forums that uh, basically it's about almost 100 pages now about various lore books that are that are missing or missable during quest progression. So it's like one of those little counters that I like to check off every once in a while, and I hadn't been doing able to do so until recently. And hopefully I'll be able to do that this patch because of uh, two books that had gotten stuck. Oh, oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I did the Mages Guild on Arcanist, and I don't think there was one single bugged book. So, mm. definitely, definitely grateful for that. Um, I mean, I I made a, a wish list of things that I would like to see <laughs> in ESO, <laughs> and I'm wondering whether, if I if I run this partially, what you think of these things? All right, all right, all right. Hit us with it. Hit us with it. Right, with number it. one, tabards should work with all chests. What do you because mean by that? At the moment, anything after like uh, Merkmire doesn't okay. work. What do you mean? Like it, 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 it's like just kind of got like a missing a missing texture behind the chest, mm. like uh, with the body. Oh, the okay. with the tabard on. With the tabard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they're like clipping inside of the tabard or inside of the chest or the? I, the... I think they've made the models. They're not very flat. And they're too three D, ah, and rather right. than like ah. like making the tabard go around it, their solution is just you know cut the chest out and just display the arms, and then put the default texture underneath the tabard. Um, but that's quite a lot of work. So my workaround would be: you can hide your tabard, and you can select which guild to display, like you can do titles. You know, just with like a drop down in your character screen. I feel like that wouldn't be. Too difficult. I don't know. Unify the guild tabard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to like buy the guild tabard, I guess. Yeah. But then you could display it. Because uh, I like wearing my guild tabard on every single character, but it means I have to wear uh, out like costumes or whatever. Otherwise, it looks weird. Okay. What's rating out? What's rating out of ten for this idea or wish list? <laughs> I'd say ah, eight out of ten. Okay, sure, eight out of ten. Yeah, uh, it definitely falls under the uh, want to be able to uh, accessorize uh, appropriately around things. So yeah, and it's not going to like hurt anyone that if they if they added that in. Um, it's not controversial. Uh, okay, number two, furnishings. We should be able to decon them. 
because oh okay ten out of ten <laughs> ten out of ten cool. uh, you got me on that one too ten out of ten okay I mean so many houses full of furnishings which I think oh I might use that in the future but realistically if I could have decon them I would have decon them ages ago yeah okay I think they have way, to do that eventually yeah. though because I, I I think yeah, about I mean, it it makes like sense right each account has how much right. Uh, mm. How many furnishings in how many houses? Like, can the yeah. server take that? You know? Yeah, thank you. Exactly. I think eventually we'll approach a breaking point, just like with, supposedly with the achievements. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Oh <laughs> they, they made the key achievements of Cowboy? Yeah. To save yeah, space. I'd like to, to, make I'd space. like to also hang a writer on that too when you get a chance. Um, okay, okay. Uh, they don't mark the existing furnishings as not, to, not deconstructible, similar to what they did when they added jewelry to crafting. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I still have like Alcos jewelry that I can't deconstruct. Same. <sighs> okay. By the way, I mean, if, if anyone from the lovely people at Xenomax, you can have these ideas for free. Because, okay. I mean, I, I, I was asking for a squirrel pet in game for. Must have been about five years, and now it's in. So someone's listening somewhere, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe. Um, right, idea number three. This one's a bit controversial. Okay, okay. Okay. PvP, Cyrodiil. Ball groups are very annoying. Um, I would like to entice them to not run around with the scroll just farming players. So maybe if you deliver a scroll, you get like, I don't know, like a death tick wherever the scroll gets delivered to. Um, a what tick? Like a like a defensive or an oh, offensive oh, tick. Oh, a D tick. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. Right. Oh, you call them D ticks on NA. We call them yeah, death, yeah. death ticks and off ticks. Death? Like, that oh, kind of sounds like death. Like you killed somebody. You get a tick <laughs> no, 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 no. We say D ticks. Death, death for defensive and off for... Oh, my God. Well, what do you players complicate things so hard? I don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, there's 12 DDs, please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. It's, it's, it's plus for group. Not okay, so D ticks were returning yeah. scrolls. Mm -hmm. And um, campaign scores should be weighted depending on how many people are in the campaign at the moment. So if the, if the campaign's at 100% capacity, i.e., everyone has to queue to get in, then you get 100% of your points. But if it's only at 1% capacity, you only get 1% of your points. So at the moment, there's not really any point in playing for the campaigns because it's whoever owns the map in the morning whilst everyone's at work or asleep. They, they win. That seems a bit lame. And I feel like that's another reason why PvP players, they don't actually play for the campaign, just sort of play for farming players, play for the, the YouTube highlights. Okay. Um... How much AP for turning the scroll? I want to say like 50k, but maybe that's a bit. That's much. really it's low. Low, do you think? A ball group a lot can farm more than that. With, you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus there's uh, quite the effort in just running it back if you are just a small group trying to outrun the, the ball. One million. One million? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, that'd be nice. <laughs> but... One million, nice and sweet. I think that'd be. All groups will run, run it back <laughs> if they want the AP. Yeah. One million. That's pretty easy. 
pretty good. I found since um, the Cyrodiil update, mm -hmm. like, yes, it doesn't lag, but I'm not sure that the, the experience is any better because you have so many organized groups that if you're like a sort of solo player or just sort of playing casually, you're just going to get absolutely run over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. obviously, you don't want the ball groups to have less fun, which is why I'm proposing something to make it incentivize them playing in a different way rather than taking away their fun. I think they get the performance fix out a little bit late as well. Been about 10 years too late, maybe, but yeah. Well, in the sense, like, okay, while people are waiting for PvP to get fixed, they're still PvPing, right? So by the time yeah. the performance is fixed, it's kind of like a short-lived euphoria, you know? Because then you realize you've done everything there is to do in PvP, because there's no real content for PvP, really. Right, yeah. So, I suspect that'll, what, that'll be what happens on the U, because that's basically what happened on PC and A. People were like, oh my god, this is amazing, and then a few months later, it's like, well... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been trying to level up my now. Arcanist in PvP. There's only, only Greyhost has got any players in it. There's no one playing the other campaigns at all. Yeah. I'm wondering whether that's just because everyone's doing the Necrom quests or whatever. But, or just leveling out the characters in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've noticed a sharp downtick in the you know, prime time on uh, Greyhost on NA2 just this past week. I mean, I would queued in no problem on AD. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> hmm, usually I'm waiting about an hour. So it's like. Oh, man. Yeah. But we do have a double another double AP White Strikes Mayhem coming up at the True. end of this month. So yeah. maybe we'll see a change then. Um. Yeah. What's What's that idea out of ten? I feel like maybe that's like a six or seven. Hey, uh, high seven uh, for me because there needs to be more incentives to kind of break up the uh, the the faction stacking at resources. At the same time, I think uh, mm. there might also be uh, at that point uh, a redirection of uh, of resources to one uh, or uh, to. Uh, to running the scroll at that point, so maybe that just pushes the faction stack elsewhere. So if we can somehow kind of like come up with some uh, ideas to what would be a, a good um, a good yeah, reward sure. for that without yeah. like saying oh this is the most rewarding thing to ever do go and do it yeah yeah <laughs> we'll have like hundred videos in a month at that point mm -hmm. um okay five out of ten Next five one. out of ten five out of ten fine that's, that's okay it's, 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 a, that. it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag it's a, yeah. maybe not everyone would benefit from that okay next one you like this one survey reports okay okay we have to do something about these because what i'm spending two to ten hours of my week picking up surveys. crafting surveys okay yes okay. i don't want to do it anymore what's your proposal my proposal is <laughs> my proposal is we send a companion to do it i want to send okay. bastion or miri to go and do it <laughs> and you know it me if it means that i can't use them for 10 hours so be it that's fine maybe it costs gold maybe it costs something but as long as you're getting the same amount of resources back I think you could charge players for the time or like handicap them in some way by making them not able to use XYZ companion. So I you can't think of another way of doing it. Delivered surveys. Sorry? You would be delivered surveys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to send Miri out to go and do them. I can't use her as a companion for however many hours, depending on how many surveys you want her to do. And then she just brings me back a mail 
with all the resources in. What if, what about converting the surveys into coffers or something? Maybe that'd be easier. Maybe, but then I feel like that that's too easy, easy. maybe. Like I feel Is like there needs to be some kind of time. Shouldn't be easy though, because you already invest at least what forty minutes a day into doing eighteen. Oh no, sorry, twenty characters a day now, right? Out, on, on your account, if you yeah. do a lot of the rates. But you you already get some instant rewards from handing in the quest. I feel like the surveys are you know put in some extra time, and then you get another reward. I think also the uh, part of the survey experience was getting people out and exploring the world and mm. I think there might need to be something that kind of like feeds that a little bit at least to make you know everybody happy yeah this is true and I feel, but I, feel, mm, I feel like this has been something they've been working on yeah adding quests in that make you explore the world more like we had those fighters guild mages guild dailies that make you go and do the other zones sigic mm. um, yeah. which you do the other zones I feel like there's kind of enough of that now that maybe maybe the surveys can can be <laughs> a bit quicker. Yeah. I know when I do surveys, I spend a lot of time going back and forth because I'll just like stockpile a whole bunch and come back. Uh, it would be nice if mm. we could like say just aggregate the entire stack and do it at one one swell. <laughs> one yeah, yeah, that's point. that's the other alternative. Yeah, like you if you've got ten in your inventory, you pick up a hundred ancestor silk or whatever. Um, yeah, because it does feel weird sort of running away just the right amount and then <laughs> running mm -hmm. back. It's kind yeah. of a bit weird. Hmm. I mean, what 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 are we scoring that idea? Uh, ten out of ten. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In general, I don't know how they'll do it, but they gotta do something about it for sure. Yeah. It's definitely a pain point that a lot of us are feeling. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're playing the game at that point. It just feels like you're doing yeah. a chore in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just feels like a chore. It is a chore. For sure. And and it can be something that it could be like a skill line, like a companion skill line, where you, know, you put in more points to make them pick them up quicker or have bonus loot or what you know, all these things. It could they could do definitely do something interesting with it. Um, okay. Now the last one. This is something that I thought they were going to introduce, and then when the system came out that that they had introduced, it was very disappointing. Quick slot wheel, brilliant! They gave us extra quick slot wheels. Okay. Where's our quick slot wheel for sieges? Because that's the oh. only only one I wanted. Oh, I see. Mm. Okay. I can't fit all the. I can't fit. I mean, ideally, two siege wheels, like a defensive and an offensive one, or a what, do yeah. we, what are we calling them? D a D wheel and a O wheel. What do you call them? <laughs> D tick? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know you can't fit all your potions and your sieges and your food on one wheel. So yeah. please give us another wheel. And being unable to swap uh, sieges while you're stuck in combat, yeah. which is basically your entire lifetime in Zerodel anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Being able to set up like uh, different different uh, differential wheels would be very nice. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, again, that's not a huge game-breaking thing. I, I feel like it wouldn't be too difficult to implement, but see, I'm not a developer. Yeah. 
the pattern exists. The question is how how easy is it to replicate? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Okay. What do you think? Mm. I don't think Nefis even does PvP, so I don't think he cares. But no, I mean, actually, uh, <laughs> I, I'd say uh, six out of ten because why? I think, whoa, 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 I get it, I get it, but I think a bigger priority would be to make siege weapons stack. You know how much inventory sure. space they take off? Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like that's, that's like a balancing thing, right? Because you don't want someone with 800 ballistas sieging you because then they never run out. Uh, they're, I mean, it's already like that. If you really want to do that, you can, you can do that. It's just inconvenient it's for the rest of your mail. <laughs> <laughs> this is really Actually, I don't think you can do that with siege. Uh, maybe you can. I you can. have to remember. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, like camps stack, I guess, but you mm. could only have... 215 ballistas or whatever tree maxes. So, I don't know. Mm. Also, you can't mark my idea down because you think you have a better one. That's, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, right. I think for the, the folks that I uh, interact with in PvP, uh, that would definitely be an 8 out of 10 for sure. Uh, very high marks for just being able to adjust your wheels and, and not have to worry about like cramming everything in one little 8-slot... Uh, I mean, the emote wheel. No one's used the emote wheel. Does anyone here use the emote wheel? It took me a while to figure out how to put things on the emote <laughs> yeah, wheel. <I> <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird one. I mean, hopefully what? we'll see all these things in the next quality of life update. Because, you know, they're out in the public. So, mm -hmm. come on. I mean, I think the there biggest quality of life thing will be that new crafting station, right? The one where you can, like, deposit oh, yeah. all your attunables into. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed that we're already max CP because we're not doing crafting bits anymore. Like, we're not doing master bits anymore, so I have no vouchers. You gotta grind your Arcanist. <laughs> yeah, I already Dang. did that, but only, you're just doing enchanting bits. You only get about 100 how many do you need for a full but set you, of you also need stations. to level your skill lines too and skills that's going to be more than 100 uh, master hits don't you need to be at master level to do the master hit or at least 50, uh, max uh, up to 50 yeah 50 yeah oh I see, so you can max out the skill lines that I haven't missed yeah, mm. so. yeah okay but still I feel like how many how many vouchers would you need to buy a whole every every attunable station that's got to be it's 254 right it's 250 for one, so 250 times four for one set, that's 1,000. So 1,000 per set. How many crafted sets are there? There's probably about 80-ish. You should know this, surely. Isn't this like... Let's just say 100. 100 times 1,000. What's that? 10,000. What? Sorry, 100,000. No, 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 no. Jesus. I can't do math right now. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred times one thousand. What's that? Ten thousand. No. Not quite. Nearly. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's you know, that's a lot of arcanists to level. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're those all your ideas? <laughs> those are all my ideas. Really? Okay. My other idea was a squirrel non-combat pet, but they they did that, so I'm happy. Okay. 
I have my own list. Unless Jimmy has his own <laughs> list. <laughs> I'll make it up as I go. <laughs> I'll make it up as I go. Alright. Okay, fine. Alright, yeah. Come on then. Number one. Ferret pets in game. Oh for fuck up's sake. Oh what? You can have a squirrel but I can't have ferrets, bro? What the There's fuck? already squirrels in the game, they just have to copy paste it. What? What do you mean? Ferrets aren't squirrels. They're not rodents. Are squirrels rodents? No, but there's already squirrels, like squirrel critters in the game. Okay. Well, they did, they did yeah, kind of scale that ferrets. up. There's no ferrets in the game. Yeah, that's extra work. Okay. I don't know if you could just make the squirrel longer and make the tail <laughs> less long. You know, you know what I mean? All right. Fine. Yeah, What's I mean, you can have this. I'm, I'm down for this. Uh, eight. Eight oh, out of ten. Okay. More pets, yeah, definitely. All right. Second one. If you reach max CP, you should get benefits. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? What kind of benefits? I don't know. Brainstorm some. Like an amount? Amount? Title? title? <laughs> <laughs> Sweat Lord. No lifer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Alright. Because they, they do have uh, champ uh, achievements for champion points. Spend your first champion point in XYZ. A waster. <laughs> so they could have spend your millionth champion point. Okay. Number three. Add more combat slotables. Or not combat, just like what? more use more useful slotables to the green tree. You know what I mean? The green tree, you don't really interact with much. You know what I mean? Like, it's mostly for, what is it, crafting, I think? Kind of? Yeah, it's another point of it. Well, there's well, kind there's of a couple combat things. Stealth and uh, out of combat speed. And there's food duration. Yeah, and like potion. Not consuming. Yeah. There are a few bits on the green tree already that I feel like should be more passive and not slottable, mm. like especially when it yeah. comes to crafting and uh, and treasure seeking and whatnot. It's like yeah. you're doing that all the time, but yeah, you have to pull those off the bar so you can do your sneaky things or your uh, uh, what do you call it? fishing things or what have you. Mm. It kind of feels a little uh, a little like busy work there. Yeah, yeah. What's your rating, Ollie? I'm gonna say like four. I feel, I feel like. The thing with the green trees, like like Jimmy said, it's annoying that a lot of them aren't passive. Four out of ten. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's okay to have a non-combat tree, it just needs to work a bit. Okay, okay, I see how it is. Yeah. Alright, number three. Oh, sorry, number four on the list. Okay. Uh, God, I don't even know what number four is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, wait, we're talking about CP, right? Oh, fifth slottable slot. Mm. So the four slots for tree five. That could be a break balance, but could be yeah. interesting. Break Might balance, be, yeah. Okay, how about this? We'll change this idea to don't care about balancing. <laughs> make changes based um, on fun. You know hmm. what I mean? Like, but make everything busted. <sighs> Screw numbers, <laughs> screw standardization, just make everything busted. You want to nerf DK? Yeah, well, Maybe you should buff everything else to DK level, you know what I mean? 
I think at that point, question mark is like, who's fun at that point? Because especially if you're <laughs> building that into PVP's uh, state, uh, you're you're one person's fun is another person's. Oh, I'm keep, keep getting ganked I because I walk out the door and I just get annihilated because you know I've got everybody with 50k siege on me. Yeah, I feel I feel like these ideas in Ephesus are not going to get through. Other than the okay. ferret pet, I All reckon right. What's your most rating? these aren't going to happen. What's your rating for? Disregarding spreadsheet One, zero. standardization. Yeah. Wow. Really? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just. Well, okay. Do you want people to stop Hi, playing? The, we want more mm. people to play. Yeah. So. Stop playing. Well, okay. Hybrid, with hybridization and standardization, everything literally feels almost the same to play. Class wise. So is that I've really. I've gone from fun? playing 18 characters to about three. Yeah. So I don't know. All right, last one on the list. A mythic. That's not for combat. All right, it's oh. for like some other purposes. That is not combat. They they okay. they almost came out with a mythic in, during Blackwood. They didn't launch it. It was called the Hope's Harvest whatever ring, and it would let you get fifteen percent more resources from a node if you picked up the node. Does it work with crafting surveys? Because if so, I don't want it. Oh, they never came out with it. Okay. All right. But what about Mythic that lets you suck in nodes as you walk by? <laughs> <laughs> like an auto loot, but... Jimmy's okay, like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, man. <laughs> What sucking your nodes? You don't you don't, you don't like that mythic idea, Ollie? You just kind of mm. walk by ten nodes. Obviously, there will be a limit to the range, right? Like a ten meter, five meter range, and you walk by the nodes, and mm. instead of picking them up, they just drop into your inventory. <laughs> I just feel like that's so prone to exploitation. How you'd get you get like even more bot farmers because they wouldn't even have to think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? I feel like again, there's there's that uh, <laughs> way of exploitation. The other question is, it's like, um, like what is it going to look like, uh, and how are we going to refer to it? Because you know, somebody's just going to call it the big suck. The big suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that may that that might need some workshopping there for sure. My rating for it a hundred out of ten. <laughs> What's your rating, Ollie? <laughs> Minus a hundred. We need to balance it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if I go right in the middle, it's zero. So let's see. I'd probably go for. Uh, see, I, I, I'd like to see more craftable uh, mythics, or I should say, more uh, craft-inspired mythics. So yeah, uh, yeah, probably uh, probably on the five or six on the uh, the idea. Maybe uh, not in its uh, presented form, but definitely in the idea of. Uh, Doing something to improve the drop chances of the super rare things, and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, like, All right. yeah, the yeah, and yeah, that kind of plays into like one of my my wants is that they kind of go and revisit some of the uh, super rare drops, especially years after they've been uh, uh, released, and look at rebalancing some of their RNG for it. Uh, I mean, I don't know anybody who has uh, the white gold war tort, <laughs> but oh, it's yeah. still like. That is still the chase on what, why I still find myself in battlegrounds at all. But yeah, 
and, and on that note, yeah, I'd like to see more modes in Battlegrounds that, that kind of uh, bring combat back into the focus because I think a lot of folks will just uh, avoid the uh, uh, the objective to just go and smack each other in the face with swords. And that that, that, that there's a place and a, and a time for that for sure. But I think that mm. seeing uh, like uh, more of a combat focused uh, as opposed to like avoiding people or trying to, to snag something out from somebody else. Uh, something more combat focused might be interesting from a uh, from a battlegrounds perspective to bring more people back in there. Yeah, so no, I'm list. surprised they. Sorry. This is Jimmy's hmm? list. This is Jimmy's list. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I just kind of <laughs> broke on in here with my list. So <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. Those were my my two major things. It's just okay. You know, rebalance RNG for super rare drops uh, years later, and then. A bit more, uh, a bit more content, especially in the PvP space. Yeah, battlegrounds. Uh, Cyrodiil has been, you know, a long, long Stale. overdue for some, some new things as well. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel like with every major update, they should have been adding a battleground map. I mean, they had, a, they had a companion, they had a zone, but they haven't been adding anything for PvP. Yeah, and that also <laughs> kind of chains on for their whole um the issues with uh with server performance so now that that's kind mm. of out of the way i think this might maybe not out of the way but uh it's improving this might open up more ground for uh for working on that I mean, that's what they said they yeah. won't do anything for pvp until server performance is fixed or improved mm. so, so yeah. a new a new map for a battleground that can't affect server performance or can it i no. uh, okay I, I may have a hot take about Battlegrounds. I don't oh, yeah. think they should add anything to Battlegrounds. Oh, I think they should, they should take stuff away. I think they should rework it. I am okay. tired of this stupid three-way mode or three-way format. Mm. Get rid of that. I'm sorry. It's not fun. <laughs> and the map design is horrible. I don't know if it's because what? no, no. There's there's a... oh, I think it's because it's tied into well, the three exactly the three things. Yeah. When you if you look at any other game that has um. Like any FPS, even that has a one, like a one team or two team format, and you'll you'll see that the level designers make it fit that format. Mm. I don't know if it's because the level designers for Battlegrounds are not good, or it's because <laughs> the format forces them into making not good maps. Mm. Like it's so bizarre to have a Battlegrounds mode for a three way format to me. Not only does it make, make it the map, I don't know how should I say this, awkward, but also it's just not fun. There's it's no... very difficult to balance those kind of combats too, because you might end up with a group that's very well tuned for like the that specific game, and then you've got a group that is just breaking their teeth on it. And you know, just three three groups uh, does uh, open that up for more opportunity for the uh, being on the uh, the losing side often. Hmm. Yes and no. I mean, I, uh, yeah. When, once you start winning like some battlegrounds matches and your MMR goes yeah. up and you start getting matched with the sweaty people, yeah. like even if you outnumber sweaty people, they rarely will yeah. lose right away. Exactly. Mm. It's yeah. it's not so much a numbers game as it is a skill game, and it's hard to overcome like a huge uh, difference in between skill. Yeah. But yeah, the three-way format does not work in my opinion. It's not enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, they could they could do like with the you know, have special weekends where they only have one mode because this is kind of what World of Warcraft does. They have special sort of PvP events where 
they'll take a PVE zone and turn it into like a you know twenty versus twenty PvP like instance, but just for a couple of days and then turn it off. Um, you know, I'm sure like I'm sure yeah events where they could change the format because I I imagine they don't want to completely get rid of the three way thing because it's links in with the three banners war and sort of triple thing but yeah more different ways to do pvp true and just some kind of expansion of the of the pvp system i think would, would be beneficial hmm yeah i guess another thing i might throw out there although it's still haven't really come up with a good idea about how it would be feasible for trials yet but just improvements to the uh, lfg finder not only just because of the mm. weird dungeon grouping issues where people get left behind but right. adding adding cues for things like doing certain overland content in a zone you're in or whatnot or perhaps maybe just like you know an auto grouper for that some something to help kind of take a lot of that out of uh, zone and just uh you know bring that into like a system that people can can interact with more efficiently yeah that would be nice yeah um I mean, going back to World of Warcraft again, they have like group quests in the Overland and just on your quest log, you can click the button for LFG and then it'll put you in a group for it. Um, I mean, so there's stuff like Craglawn that I'm sure more people would do if it was easier to get a group for it. Or, or even these new Bastion Nimics. I mean, and I find yeah, folks course, asking yeah. for, uh, Xing up for, uh, for Bastion groups and... I'll try to join one for uh, for to help out, and it's like sometimes I'll find myself just soloing the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> it's like <laughs> can't be bothered to to go and X up in zone for something, or ask for uh, or ask for more people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a, like a trial group finder, something that they've toyed with, and I think they're thinking of bringing back again. I'm sure I've heard somewhere. Yeah, I think that might work as it might be difficult from the perspective that there's always also that concept of like there's people queuing who aren't uh, fit, are, are set up for the roles or might be miscued because they flag for a role that they didn't intend to. And, you know, that mm. trying to, to, to ease that out um, is going to be a challenge for sure, especially if you've got 12 people as opposed to just four. Yeah, it's true. How do you do a lot of like random dungeons? How do you feel when people aren't performing their role? Uh, I actually feel kind of great because I feel like I can carry the group <laughs> at some points. Depends on the dun uh, the dungeon, of course. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, if I see somebody who's having a real bad time of it, I'll, I'll try to reach out and see if I can help them out where I can. But oftentimes uh, they, they won't want to hear it. <laughs> there was yeah. uh, one particularly uh, nasty experience. Was oh, are you the god of ESO? I was like, no, I'm not. But... <laughs> I'm just trying to help out. I'm just his son. <laughs> yeah. so I, I will. I will stop queuing as a fake healer when DD start actually dealing damage in randoms. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's toxic. But yeah, I think that yeah, this comes again down to something we've talked about a lot: is how well the game actually teaches people to to play it. Because um, I feel like. Stuff like light attack weaving and all, the, all these kinds of things you kind of don't really find out about until mm. you go and watch a YouTube video. It's not, it's, the game doesn't do an amazing job of teaching you all, uh, all of the combat system. 
Yeah, I mean, tooltips aside, I think we definitely need more advanced uh, tutorial like encounters and whatnot, uh, more than just mm. learn how to block and heavy attack. But you know, the advantages of positioning or funneling your mo uh, your enemies into a smaller uh, position so that way you can take advantage of AOE more effectively, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, building a rotation mm -hmm. and how to use dots and and spammables. I mean, I see so many people with like you know, three or four spammables on their bar. So this doesn't, <laughs> you know, yeah. not quite understanding the benefits. Yeah, so I try to do that where I can as a streamer. But yeah, I think a lot of this built into the game would uh, would help uh, reach more players uh, more effectively because, you know, it's yeah. a matter of, uh, you know, the more information out there, the more they can kind of, you know, gravel or gravitate towards what, what, what works for them. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it, will, it would stop new players from getting frustrated if it was easier to sort of understand the, the system, the nuances of it. What about, uh, yeah. sorry, go on. How's that? Uh, kind of on that note, I'm also kind of looking for, forward to the, the endless dungeon idea that's coming right. in Q4 for a lot of that. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Do you think that will re replace um, people grinding Black Rose Prison for champion points? Uh, we'll have to see how it rewards uh, for sure. Uh, it definitely yeah. will be interesting. Uh, I don't know too much about the system other than what they said at the uh, uh, the live ESO event and also on uh, on. It's alive. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. What do you think it's gonna look like in the endless dungeon? Based on what they told us at Vegas. Uh, well, they they think that we might see a, a few uh, recycled boss uh, encounters for sure. Mm -hmm. A couple things that kind of uh, made me head scratch this: why change the layer of Marcelock uh, lurcher fight? <laughs> It's like oh. the, that was one thing that got changed in this patch that seemed like an out of the out of the blue yeah. thing. So it's like hmm. it's like I know that boss is heavily tied to that arena, so maybe in doing that they can kind of take that boss and move him out of the arena. So that's that that's kind of like the head scratcher that uh -huh. that that I'm more trying to like paint into my head canon as to why they would want to change that fight. So that. Outside of that, yeah, I think uh, there's probably going to be like a progression of like maybe various, uh, I want to call them trash, but still base pop <laughs> pulls for uh, for uh, various like themed uh, arenas. Maybe the arenas will will change up over time as you go from uh, from locale to locale, and uh, and then probably be capped. Each of the uh, areas will probably be capped off with some sort of like uh, big boss fight. Hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on your minds about anything? We can talk about whatever for a little bit longer. I think we have to wrap it up here soon, though. Time flies, yeah, man. Right. Time's been flying. I know. Yeah. Super fastly. I don't know if it's just me. <laughs> like, <laughs> each day is like, oh, wow, it's already over. I don't know. <laughs> you need to get off earlier. I did get up pretty early. At 10 a.m. I don't know. Yeah, when you're having fun, I suppose. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, well, you guys want to talk about anything else? Uh, I didn't come prepared to tell, talk about too much, so. No, no, no. You're supposed to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Mm. About events, ESO events. What do you guys feel about that? Do you think that needs a rework, or just like event tickets and all that? I don't know. Seems like the event ticket mm. thing wasn't as bad this year, though, with PvP event. Usually, people always complain about PvP. Yeah, I think the, the white strikes was uh, pretty well balanced. Uh, the one that came before, I'm trying to remember what it was now because my mind's Suggested flipping on me. Before that, yeah, it felt like a lot of they put a lot of new stuff into the Jester's Festival, but didn't think about padding out the ticket uh, uh, cost for that because it's right. like. It seemed like it was mathematically impossible to get it all yourself unless you were trading or selling or doing something else on the side to uh, to acquire uh, all the things. And that, sometimes that's not what people want to do. Um, I'm kind of one of those people who likes to complete everything as I can. Right. So it's like, yeah, gosh, it's like, oh, well, I guess I can do this and that and trade this for that. And I have an alt account if things get worse. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah the, the the drop rates are definitely a bit skewed because I noticed the those Breton Terrier bones during White Strikes Mayhem. I ended up with something like three hundred and fifty of them by the end of the event. I have just, no idea what I'm gonna do with them. Yeah, <laughs> if you turn, you know, if you collect a thousand, you can make the Mega Dog or something. You know, <laughs> or since they are mammoth bones, collect a thousand, you build yourself an entire mammoth. Like, oh my yep. god! Oh, yeah, like perfect. one you could path around your house or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about, oh, like mounts? Do you guys want to see any particular mounts? People are more and more each day wanting a Wamasu mount. Yeah, that was a big ask in my uh, RP guild way back when. Wamasu yeah. mount. I, I think if they do a Wamasu mount, it should be a multi rider mount, like mm -hmm. twelve people yeah. on the Wamasu. It's long enough. And, it's big enough. An earnable multi rider mount. True. Yes. That would be nice. That would be very useful, actually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely more multi-rider mounts would be good. Isn't there... There's a mount for doing, like, the main quest in Necrom, isn't there? Yes. For the zone completion, which is nice. What? What is it? Is it a Nixox? Yeah. It's a glowing barrel Nixox. The worst model. You think so? I think the worst model is... They're creepy. I don't like them. They're weird. I think the worst model is the worst. To be honest with you, the horse. Yeah, the old horses look a bit weird. Like the heads are a bit heavy looking. Oh, uh, it's just in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's like horses. Oh wow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, say, I like a horse. It's, it's very role play friendly. Maddie wants a chimera. The second boss in VSC. Oh yeah, rideable chimera. I can say that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that could work. Uh, man, that's another elephant in the room. Rewards. Do you remember in Vegas, Jimmy, when we during the uh, Dev AMA panel, mm -hmm. a lot of the questions had to do with rewards. <laughs> oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I actually missed a lot of that because that was my uh, slot for playing on oh, the. Oh, uh, right, you were streaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I was no, I wasn't streaming. I was uh, playing the uh, the Arcanist. Oh, uh, yeah, the build yeah, upstairs. yeah, testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I missed half of that, and I came back for the latter part. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess take my word for it. There were a lot of questions All right. rewards from a lot of people. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I think uh, hopefully they do something about that to retain more long-term interest from more people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely need uh, 
something to to kind of glom onto. And I think they did a fairly good job with uh, what they did with uh, Necron for sure. There seems to be something out there for everybody. Although I'd like to see them do a bit more than just skins or things for for hard modes and achievements like that. I mean, they are kind of like the uh, <laughs> the hardest stuff that we're we're working on. So mm-hmm. having something a bit flashier that uh, that folks can uh, and show off in some way, shape, or form. It's yeah. But uh, all in all, I think they they did a pretty good job about uh, about improving on that, and I'd like to see further in the in the future. Yeah, to start for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I think they are slowly moving in the in the right direction because, like we saw the reward boxes for the Tales of Tribute card game, they were much more useful than than previous reward boxes, and you know, like we just said, the the mount for doing this achievement um, that's something they've not really done before other than for like, those hard trials moving in the right direction I think little by little yeah yeah alright you guys want to start wrapping it up if you any sure. final thoughts or anything any questions well, uh, say uh, thanks for having me and uh, thank you everybody for all of the support on the uh uh, the the drive to get into the uh, SO stream team. I uh, uh, <laughs> didn't want to turn this into a soapbox or anything, but no say thank you so much. <laughs> uh, man, my allergies uh, are killing me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and, uh, what, what, what? Sorry, what? What did you say, Jimmy? Hmm? Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay, okay. Mister, thank you for the thank you thank for the stream team. Yeah. Yeah. If people want to see more of you, Jimmy. Where can we find you? Uh, Twitch TV slash Jimmy JJ Shabadoo. I also post regularly on Twitter for as long as that still remains active. Yes, <laughs> I, I think Twitter uh, will be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's been uh, it's I, been an interesting roller coaster this year for sure. I, I wasn't sure either, to be honest. When e- Elon Musk took over, I was like, uh, "Where's this going?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's gonna okay as long as they don't do anything too dumb with it yeah yeah for sure i think it's been a little bit less mad since elon handed over the creative Rain. director or whatever it was ceo yeah. ceo was it yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yep those are the uh those are the two main places uh maybe eventually youtube in the future i just need to find some hours in the day that i can <laughs> yeah Pull together to, to to not only learn uh, video editing better, more effectively, but also to produce. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, guys. Hi, this is congrats, Jimmy, on stream team here. Thank you. Yeah, can we go back to the suck idea? I'm all for it, <laughs> honestly. The big suck. Okay. So just walking sense. around with your. Uh, Vacuuming up all the resource nodes that you get to. I think it's a wonderful idea. Sorry. Um, Maddie says, I have a question, for, I guess, for Jimmy. Who's coming to help me get my HH? What's HH? Hurricane Herald. Oh, VDS. I thought you were putting that group together. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought you were putting that together, Maddie. <laughs> I can come. I've got. I've got. Uh, I've got twenty champion points on NA now. So oh, sweet. <laughs> that enough, <Yeah>. right? 